Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of IJDHTF. I just Our don't have time for it. final episode of IDGAHTF. I like how you just added extra letters in there. But this is our last episode of Emily in Paris. Then we begin a new journey. Which we've been talking about doing alone, the History Channel show. But I got to do a little research on it before we make the final. But if we don't do that, then we would also like to hear your guys' input so you guys can, or you girls, whoever you are, can send us messages on instagram at fresh ethic media and let us know or send a message to fresh ethic media at gmail.com and say hey like i'm really into this show right now or i would love to watch this show but i don't have time can you do a podcast about this and let we us also know. have a website that you can leave comments on as you well. can fresh and we've been getting an influx of subscribers lately so you guys have obviously been finding it which yeah. is great news but we are going to do like a revamp and fix it up because it's been a few months since we've done an overhaul of the website. So. Yeah. So, moving on, I'll let Lindsay kick us off. Okay. Emily in Paris, episode nine. So, this is where Emily pitches Champierre to Savoie. And they were like, um, we do not want to do this because we, like, there's way too many champagne brands. Like, yeah. this is a saturated market. Why? Would you go, why would you do this? Like, it makes no sense to take this meeting and to go and to make this deal. But at the same time, once she does the Champierre thing, they're like, oh, maybe there's something there. They're like, oh, Emily, you're so good at it. Right. She's still kind of got that thing where it's like. Where they're like, oh, the pitch you actually made was decent. The one to buy, like the one to sip, the one to spray. But like, they're not 100% sold on it yet. Yeah. So then Emily is invited to this American Friends of the Louvre, like, lunch with this lady from, I think she's from Texas because she had a super thick accent. Yeah, and she's like, everybody from non-Paris need to be able to have something. Yeah, they basically went to a super American restaurant in Paris where everyone spoke super English. English. Like, not British English. They were just American English. And they were like, oh... Can you get Pierre Cadeau to donate a dress because we're doing this auction for American Friends of the Louvre? It would be great press. And Emily's like, of course I can. Which I hate how she always says of course or yes to things before she's talked to her boss. Yeah. That does bother me too. I'm like, why did you say yes? Like, like, you haven't talked to the designer. You haven't talked to your boss. You're not the person who gets to decide all of these things. Yeah. Realistically, I don't think she is. Because the thing is, is... That's deciding the direction of the business, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the way she sees it is she's getting another client. But she just wants all the clients. Emily's just like, the more clients, the better. Not Whereas, like, she's quantity over quality. And Sophie or Sylvie, everyone else at Savoie is basically, like, like we want quality. We want specific people working with us, yeah. So then they go to this art opening, and Matthew Cadeau is there, Pierre Cadeau's nephew, and basically he's like... She's got a crush on him. He's like, oh, can we go for a walk? And they go for a walk, and they look at this 
thing in the window about gray space and they're like the streetwear brand and she's like all enamored like oh my god did you hear that they're gonna be at fashion week but they're not announcing where their show is gonna be at it's gonna be like a pop-up thing and it's gonna be so cool and I feel like this was just setting up for later in the episode because then we get to the benefit for the American Friends of the Louvre and the model won't be there because she's whatever traveling so, of course, Emily's the one that fills in. Because who else could possibly fill in? It actually did not in? make sense, in my opinion. Like, I was like, why do you have an influencer slash, like, what does she do? Marketing. Marketing. Like, filling social in media for a marketing. model. And she's short. She's super short. So. And she also doesn't have the greatest posture. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be hard on her. I'm just saying, like. Out of all the people there, you picked someone that's probably 5'2". Are there no five other two? models that can fill... I'm pretty sure they didn't have a backup. Like, I don't understand. Like, to me, that's Do like... Do they not have a model that modeled something at the beginning that can now model something near yeah, the end? Like, it seems like a drop on the ball of the production manager. Yeah. So, I don't know why that happened. But it did happen. And... And she goes up. And there's, like, this bidding war thing. And Grayspace ends up winning the dress for 30 thousand euros which is like actually a crap ton for a dress it did seem like very purposeful oh yes yeah and then of course once they win they shoot her with a bunch of like paint they like go up with super soakers filled with gray paint and they just like start soaking the dress and pierre is like good old pierre is like oh my god why are they doing this to me yeah yeah and he takes it like an extreme like he takes extreme offense to that which Emily does try to soothe him. Well, here's the thing, though. She goes to work first the next day. And she's like, but look at how many followers we got off of that. Like, Pierre's followers are up so much since this happened. Like, they degraded one of their like, clients to get followers. Sylvia was basically like, you, in different words. But she basically said, you care about followers, but we care about brand integrity. Yeah. Like, the integrity of the brand is tarnished. Yeah. So even if we're getting followers, it doesn't matter. Because they're following because we're publicity. Because it's a like joke. It's, yeah, it's like we are the joke laughing stock type of thing. And people are going to now expect that type of behavior from our brand. Yeah, so then Emily decides to go to Gray Space and be like, oh, like maybe we can work together on something. So she goes to Pierre's, who my favorite part of this episode is Pierre's like sitting there tapping all these creme brulees with a he's spoon like, which is very satisfying and he's and he's not eating them he's just like <laughs> cracking the sugar on top yeah. of the creme brulees but i she, love me a good creme brulee cracking i know right so basically emily's like look gray space wants to do this hoodie with your logo on it and he's like that, that is trash it was a really ugly hoodie i'm gonna be honest and like, if you're a couture, high-fashion designer, it's exactly. like, that is not what you want to be doing. It's like, I cannot believe that they made that for this really famous, like, designer and expected him to be... Because they obviously made that, right? Yeah. And they were like, show him this. We, were, we Well, they really made it after show... she visited. Like, they just spray-painted his... Yeah, but they wanted to show that they appreciate mm-hmm. his work. Not that they want to destroy it type of thing. Which the message was kind of lost in delivery in a little bit. Yeah. So Pierre's like, I do not want to collaborate with them. I don't want anything to do with them. Which I agree with. And then... Well, I get it. I don't necessarily agree with it. And then she goes to leave and Matthew kisses her. And, you know, 
just whisks her off of her feet. But he also kind of underwrites his uncle a little bit. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's just going through a mood. Oh, like, he's just he's like just, a crazy is, emotional. He's I don't a worry kooky about guy. It. And I'm like, dude, don't underwrite your uncle, man. Especially when he's had all this great success and like now he's having a crisis because things. One of the things that I thought was really funny was he's like, now I just make dresses for old ladies. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, and all of those old ladies are dying. Are dying. All the old ladies are dying. So who's going to buy my stuff once all the old ladies? He, like, feels forced into working with these gray space people. I don't know. So then we get into episode 10, and it starts off with Mindy getting a job singing at a drag club. Which, good for Mindy. She's been wanting to, like, get into singing this entire time, and she's finally getting, like, a little bit of a foot through the door. There was something last episode, episode nine, that mm-hmm. Lindsay didn't mention. Uh, the nipple piercings. Did you mention that? They, Sylvia got a gift. Oh, yeah. Sylvia got a gift from Antoine. And Luke and Julian were like kind of like, ooh, Emily, open it. Because Sylvia wouldn't open it. And because she's like over it, right? And then Emily opens it and she's like, Ooh, what beautiful earrings! And the guys are like, Those aren't earrings, <laughs> they were like nipple piercings, like which yeah. I thought was funny. Like, Do you nipple think it had like very much relevance to the story? No, but I think it's just fun. I think it was fun, and then it also kind of showed the relationship standing between Sylvie and Antoine. Plus, I just like, um. I like Luke and Julian as characters. So anytime they add them in, just doing anything, I really enjoy it. Yeah. So anyway, back to episode yeah. 10. So Mindy gets a job at the drag club. And then they kind of move on briefly, like very quickly from that. And then they show Emily on a boat ride with Matthew. And they go back to his place so he can like show his great view of the city. Mm-hmm. And then Pierre calls Matthew and is like, I want to cancel... My Paris Fashion Week show. Like, I have nothing to show. Oh, he's just breaking down. Yeah. Yeah. So, Emily didn't tell Sylvie when she went into work the next day that what was going on with that. And then Sylvie gets a call and finds out that he wants to cancel his show and is like, Emily, what the hell are you doing? And fires her. But in comes Julian and Luke. And they're like, it takes months to get fired in Paris. The paperwork takes months to file. So, you might as well... Come to work every day for at least a little bit of time and continue working because... So, when this happened in the episode, I was, like, trying to apply it to my life. hmm And I was like, what would it be like if that was the way things were here? I would just be, like, going into work. Oh, yeah, just give me that paperwork whenever you're ready and I'll sign whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you just keep going into work? I don't understand. I mean, it makes sense, though. Like, if it's going to take months, you might as well be going into work and then getting paid. That's true. Like, if you, stay home, you're, if you stay home, you're not going to get paid for that time. So you might as well come in. Do you so, know if they have unemployment in... I'm unsure France? about how that works. if they don't have unemployment, then it kind of, like, makes sense. Yeah. Well, they would give you, like, several months. So then she goes home, and Cammy and Gabriel are, like, fighting outside. Because 
He's moving to Normandy to buy a restaurant. And she's upset because she's like, why don't you buy a restaurant here? My family will give you the money. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't want to take your family's money. Like, I don't want that. I want to like go that, and do it on my own. I can, like, relate. He's the most relatable character in my opinion. I know. I feel like Gabriel is the most well-rounded, relatable character in the entire show. Followed by Luke and Julian are pretty relatable, but you don't see their personal lives at all so it's hard to say they're relatable in the sense then, of like what they are work and then people. mindy is relatable as like a friend but you don't really see her work life at all either so they're characters that are relatable in what they're being shown us I mean, but you're Mindy's not seeing anything not as relatable because it's like okay so you're like a pop star from i China. mean not like, necessarily that much but like the way she talks and interacts with emily yes. is very relatable yeah, yeah for sure so then at work, Luke is telling Sylvie that he can't be in charge of Antoine's campaign because, you know, two alpha males working together is just too much. So Sylvie needs to give the campaign to Emily while they're doing her paperwork. And then Sylvie's like, fine, whatever, because it, it does take time to do the paperwork. Yeah. So Emily's temporarily in charge of that campaign. But then Emily heads back to her house and she finds Mindy needs a place to stay. Yeah, Mindy because... lost her nanny job because she got the job at the drag club. Well, actually, Mindy's visa is up. Well, is that's we the thing. Out. Is She was like, oh, well, it takes months to fire someone in France. And Mindy's like, well, my visa's like, been up for a few months. So it's a lot easier for them to mm-hmm. like kick me out. But then also this episode, Grayspace takes Pierre's venue. For Paris Fashion Week. But first, but then Gabrielle they... brings Emily a going away present. I mean... A cast iron pan. His omelet pan. But Sylvie and Emily go visit Pierre. And Pierre came up with this new collection. And he's like, I want to show it. And Emily's up, like, of course we'll find you a venue to show it tomorrow. We'll do that. And they leave. And Sylvie's like, where are you going to show it? And Emily's like, I don't know. But we're gonna make it happen. That's kind of her like style, though. Remember what she did with the mattresses? She just—I mean, like... she does that all the freaking time. But it's like that is the most unrealistic thing. Like no Honestly, one is able to throw that stuff together it's last minute. It's unprofessional. It's unprofessional. It's unprofessional and it's unrealistic because I do not know anyone. I worked in professional styling. I've worked for like big well, companies that do things. I know a lot of people that work in events, and that is like not how would it never. Ever happen that way? Yeah. But so she's you know, ha- she can do it. She can do anything. She's kind of like a superhero. Emily is. Yeah, but like, you know, the next day they do a flash mob fashion show at his original venue that Grace Base had taken over. And but they had like done like a YouTube video, right? A YouTube video. Like they had done a YouTube video where they had like sprayed something with gray paint. Like, to, as a tribute to Cadeau. Oh, it wasn't for, like, a YouTube video, I don't think. They just had, like, sprayed his thing over the Grayspace thing in the one that Grayspace had used for the hoodie. Yeah. They basically stole it and then sprayed over the Grayspace stuff that they had. And as, like, like, a tribute. Cadeau. Yeah. Like, because they wanted to show their appreciation for him. Because Emily had, like, got across the point that they had tarnished his name instead of, like... They were doing it as like a way to show appreciation, like because they well, were. Well, Grayspace like, had covered his name. 
Yeah, but Gray Space is all like about changing something that's beautiful to reinvent it, right? No, but Gray Space had completely covered his name, and then Pierre Cadeau's people came in and recovered it last minute with his thing. Okay. So it was kind of like a back and forth. Like they covered the Pierre Cadeau that was already there with just Gray Space, and then he covered the Gray Space with Pierre Cadeau and took over their space. Basically, there's like this huge. He did this huge flash mob thing with super tacky outfits. But it worked for what he was trying to convey. It looked like he was trying to be friends with They were like crazy dresses that were like Pierre who? Yeah. Like they wrote like funny things on them that were like so basic. It was like Like, I can be old but I can fight back. You know. Yeah. So I actually really like Pierre's character. I do too. Pierre's awesome. And then after like fashion week they all go to like dinner at Gabriel's restaurant because it's his last night. And Antoine and his wife happen to walk in. So Sylvie's like, of course they're walking in. And then Antoine's wife is sitting next to Emily and is like, oh, I'm like totally okay with you being like the head of my husband's project. It was, really project. It was like yeah. basically alluding to the fact that she was okay with Emily sleeping with her husband. And she was like, I think you're going to be a much better fit for him than whoever. So it was just, it was super freaking awkward. There was something that happened with Gabriel and Emily. They kiss, mm-hmm. and then they have uh, coitus. 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 So they go back to his place, and they sleep together on his last night there. And they, I felt like that was like kind of the climax of the whole episode. Of the whole season, really. Yeah. And then at the end, before she goes back, she's like, oh, you know, I think this is it for us. Like, I don't want to hurt Cammy. Like, you're moving away. Like, this is just how it should end. Like, we're not going to yeah. try to do long distance. Like... We had this one perfect night. This is it. And then she but goes. But then, hold on. Before that, she goes to work. And she's unfired. She's unfired. And then she's like excited and she's walking by the cafe and she's looking outside of it longingly like, oh, I'm so upset my old cafe. Like little restaurant is closing because Gabriel's leaving. Yeah. And then, it's actually kind of weird because I'm like, you have been there for two months. And then Antoine's, like, sitting outside on a little table. And he's like, hi, Emily. And she's like, oh, I live right down the street. And he's like, oh, I'm just having a business meeting. And she's like, oh, that's weird. And then Gabriel walks out with, like, a bottle of champagne. And you find out that Antoine decided to invest in the restaurant and buy it for Gabriel so he can stay in Paris. And we're kind of left on this cliffhanger when Cammie sends a text and says, Gabriel staying, we need to chat. Yeah. Because obviously, we assume she knows that they slept together. I have a feeling that Camille is like not, she's like pretty sharp. So yeah. she's going to know what's going Which on. Which I also like her character. So I actually like her character more than Emily. So I root for her slightly more than I mean, than I, I like her Emily, character, but... but I also have more invested in Emily just because she's the protagonist. Mm-hmm. So. This show was just recently picked up for season two. What do we think is going to happen in season two? Well, I think they left it in a very, like, a very, like, neutral space. Mm -hmm. Like, they could have just ended right there and it would have been a nice little thing. But I think season two is going to be a lot of the same thing. And honestly, I don't know if they're going to be able to carry... The same momentum that they carried. Do you think we're going to see, like, 
a Camille versus Emily? Or do you think that Camille's just going to be completely out of the picture? And do you think Honestly, that she's actually going to pursue something with Gabriel? Or do you think she's going to take a step back again and be like, oh, no, you guys be together, but then still be, like, pining after him secretly? Honestly, I own, the only way I would want to see... I, I wish there wasn't a second season. I wish it was, like, a short one Just season. over, like, perfectly with a little bow at the end. Yeah. But if they were going to make a second season... If they are, they are making a second season. I would almost prefer them to go to, like, a different city... Mm. another famous city and be like oh hey we did such a great job here we're sending you to berlin we need you to go to berlin like we need you to go to like hong kong Mm -hmm. you know and then or amsterdam imagine emily in amsterdam yeah like it'd be fun basically the same region so no but i mean like but london would have been a different no but i feel like amsterdam if you have people smoking pot and you have the prostitutes in the windows, like, that's something that I feel like Emily's character would be very uncomfortable with. So I think it might be interesting to see how she deals. Honestly, it would be aspect. interesting to see how she deals in, like, an African city. You know, <laughs> like Egypt. Like, how would you do yeah, that? Yeah, but they're probably not sending her to Egypt Probably Africa, not. So. But Barcelona, well, Barcelona's not that far. Oh, uh, Rome would have been near. Ibiza? Yeah. The thing is, is French is just so charming. I know. And it's like... And I do love watching the scenery because I want to be traveling so bad. Yeah. And I want to be in France so oh, yeah. bad. Me too. So, you Like, know. I'm trying to, like, name other cities comparable and I'm like, I don't know. Like, France... Paris is very unique. Milan. Milan would be nice. They're but different. Italy. They're different. But I feel like Italy is a country that she could travel to and still do the same job very easily. Yeah. So, I'm hoping that in season two there's more traveling. Mm-hmm. You know? Because... You are technically an influencer and... Oh my God. Can you imagine if she ended up pregnant with Camille's brother's baby in season two? (laughs) The 17-year-old's baby. Can you imagine? But if it was like, I don't know if it's his baby or Gabrielle's baby. Or if it's... That would be like the craziest season and I would be there for it. Matthew's baby. Could be Matthew. Did they actually have sex though? I don't know if they did. I think they may have. I'm unsure. I can't remember, but... I don't know. I think it would be crazy if it was a season of her trying to figure out who her baby daddy was. Yeah, that would be... That would actually be a nice twist. I'd love like, it. So It would be like a breath of fresh air. Darren Starr, if you listen to this podcast, that's what we would love you to know, see in season Emily two. put Emily through some strife because she needs it. We're tired of seeing... Perfect Emily. Like, perfect Emily all the time. Like, perfectly handling with every situation. It actually makes me want to vomit in my mouth a little bit. But we're excited... To Love the scenery. Start beautiful a, cinematography, and we're excited for a new season of I Just Don't Have Time for coming soon. Let us know what you want to see, and maybe we'll you know do a podcast about it. Ciao, ciao.